it's no secret uh, we love God and we also really love the game of golf and I'm pretty sure every episode has some reference to the game of golf so we were talking about this and we kind of have some things that are very similar like some similarities between the game of golf and our personal walk with with God so the first thing we talked about was golf is the only sport where you have to govern yourself where you actually penalize yourself yep there are you know there are people on the course um, that are out there helping you know officiate but a lot of time well that's enough that's in a competition but if me and Cedric are just out golfing like he's gonna be far enough away that he's not gonna see me fluff my my lie up or me you know mark my ball three inches closer to the hole. And so, you know, you have to govern yourself in a lot of that stuff in the game of golf. And, you know, and if you don't, you know, a guy like Patrick Reed, who's kind of a known cheater, who's been caught a few times, it's uh, uh, can really follow you in your days. But also, like, in accountability, um, you know, with your accountability partner, they're not going to be right there while you read your Bible. So it's up to you to tell them, like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I've been in the Word, I've been consistent. Or you have to say to them, like, it's been a rough week. I, you know what, i got to assess a penalty stroke to myself here you know i haven't been in the word all week yeah absolutely so you have to you have to you're responsible for your own growth you you have to govern yourself you're responsible for praying you're responsible for reading you're responsible for showing up for giving your time and energy you're responsible for for service to god and if you're not you're supposed to say you know hey i'm not doing what i'm supposed to be doing or i have to give myself a penalty stroke I mean, there are times when I've, you know, people don't know this, but in the game of golf, if you attempt a stroke at the ball and you miss, if you swing and miss, that counts as a stroke. Mm-hmm. And there's been times where I've done that and I'm like, you could easily try to play it off like, oh, no, no, that was just a practice swing. But you have to say, nope, uh, nope, that, I was actually attempting to hit that ball and I swung and I missed. So that's a penalty stroke. So you have to govern yourself. And if not, like Matt mentioned, you could easily become one of those people that's branded as someone who's not honest and not trustworthy because you're not governing yourself. You uh, will get caught. Yes, eventually you will. You will get caught. Um, the other thing we talked about was golf is simply sophisticated. We got. So you think about golf uh, different than any other sport, like, you know, the hole doesn't move. Um, you all, everybody tees off from the same exact spot. The crowd has to shut up, which is different. You know, you think about, you know, basketball. I mean, so much is built in, in uh, arenas are built in other sports for uh, maximum noise, yeah, you, for momentum. Yeah, like yeah. Seattle, like they actually engineered their stadium, the Seahawks, so that the noise would stay in and make it loud and hard to communicate. And golf, you're not even allowed to cough. And so, you know, the idea is hit ball in hole as quick as possible and shortest distance to that wins in short amount of strokes. And so simply sophisticated meaning, man, it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty, you don't have to explain golf very hard. Similar to, you know, your spiritual life. It is simple. A lot of times read your Bible and pray, be in the word, have accountability. Yeah. Those aren't grand ideas. I think that are hard to conceptualize. You know, there's a book, you have it, open it every day, 
read through it, pray about it, pray about what's happening, and have some accountability with somebody to make sure that you're doing well and that you can help somebody else do well. Yeah. It's pretty simple guidelines. It is pretty simple. And with that said, golf is a game that has a ton of rules. Yep. I mean a ton of rules. However, if you just focus on the simplicity of getting the ball to the hole in the least amount of strokes as possible, those rules really don't they don't matter as much. Obviously they do matter because it's within the game, but the focus isn't necessarily on the rules. And I think in Christianity, especially new Christians, that's the first thing they want to know. What are all the rules? Yeah. What am I allowed to do? What am I not allowed to do? And it's like, well, you know what? Let's let's start with like this old the old school song. You grew up with the song. Like read your Bible, pray every day. Yeah. And if we start with that, that's simple. And once we start with that simple process, we learn along the way what's expected of us from God, what we can and can't do if you wanna, you know, phrase it that way. So it's simple. Yes, there's a lot of sophistication. Yes, there's a lot that goes into it. But to be successful at it requires more simplicity as opposed to sophistication. Yeah, there's no uh, there's no cliff notes. Yeah. Like you can't, you know, just start or you and same with golf, like there's no shortcuts. Yeah, I mean, you can take, oh, you try to hit it over some trees, or, but you know, at, at the professional level, the courses have really designed themselves to not be taken advantage of in a lot of ways. They'll put a tree in the middle of a fairway that you, you know, would want to hit over or around, and and so, yeah, it's it's the simplicity of, do the right things, and it'll be illuminated through that. The next thing we talked about was practice versus performance. So in professional golf. A golf tournament starts typically on a Thursday and ends on a Sunday. And Sunday is the big deal. Like, that's the final day. That's the day where, you know, you could, you have a chance to win. If you if you made the cut, you still have a chance, you know, unless there's a huge gap. But we talked about practice versus performance. You can't just show up on Thursday to Sunday and expect that you're going to win golf tournaments. Yeah. Or just on Thursday to Sunday, just golf 18 holes and go home. Like, they're putting in work way before their tee time. And then on days that aren't Sunday, the final round, like the first three other rounds, you know, most guys golf their round and then go immediately to the practice um, uh, yard or practice grounds and get with their caddy and are saying, well, man, what was wrong with this? What, why did my seven iron not feel good? And they're immediately looking at different things or they're reviewing, you know, why did the putt look like that? You know, they're making notes. They're they're really reviewing their rounds so that because the next round, you know, the whole is going to change. And so, what's their game plan? How the, how their shots look going into the green, all that stuff. So, it isn't about just showing up and being really good at golf, golfing, and um, going home. It, it, there's so much preparation that happens during the tournament, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're either traveling to the next venue and getting in a couple practice rounds or maybe going home for a few days, but they're still golfing, working on their game. And so yeah. it's a continual thing. And I think it's a similar thing in reference to our, our faith walk. Like you can't just expect to have all the fun conversations with people who don't know about God. If you aren't practicing per se behind the scenes, reading, studying, applying scripture, learning, growing spiritually so that when you do get on, quote, the big stage, which is Thursday to Sunday, or in our case, literally Sunday, that we're ready to go. We can't just expect to show up at a church service on Sunday or a midweek service or an event and think that we're going to be that we're going to be skilled or doing the yeah. best that we can. So and that's not just for me as a pastor, but but for all believers, we can't just expect to show up for the game 
without without putting in the work before that time, which is again reading, praying, applying, talking about about what we've learned, leading other people to to God, understanding who He is. Yeah, you know, you I've heard this the you know this uh, term or whatever or tagline like Sunday's just the start, and that's really. What we're saying here is that, you know, if Sunday is the only day that you're in the Word, it's the only day that you're, you know, in prayer, that's the only day, like, that's that's not going to, that's not the prescription for a, a strong walk. It's a prescription for probably a, a a teetering walk where, you know, you'll be sprinting, stumbling, falling, and then getting up and sprinting, and, and there's not consistency there. So pushing past and having... Getting to the practice, you know, grounds and and working on your swing on days that you're or times that you're not, you know, playing in the game. You mentioned uh, a second ago about the caddy. So golf is one of the sports where you have somebody directly helping you. You have someone helping you make decisions. The caddy is literally in the air of the golfer. Mm-hmm. He's showing him charts. He's talking about the weather. He's looking at the surface. He's helping him read putts. He's literally his right-hand person every step of the way, stepping off yardage. Like, hey, based off of what I know about you and what you like and what you're best at and what you're good at, why don't we hit this club? Why don't we hit this shot? And we talked about how the caddy is very similar to having the Holy Spirit. Like, the Holy Spirit exists to walk us through and guide us through every single step of our lives and doing the things that God is calling us to do. Like, getting us closer to God. Any other thing as a good corollary between the two of them, a caddy's not a coach. Like if you're a basketball player and you have a head coach, he says, run that play. Demands you to run that play. You're, you know, you sit down. Um, similar to why the caddy and the Holy Spirit is because the um, the caddy is giving advice. The caddy is, is giving guidance. The, but ultimately the golfer says, you know what, no, I'm not going to hit the six iron. I'm hitting the seven iron. I think, I feel like, this feels good for me right here. And so similar to that, the Holy Spirit a lot of times is, you ever hear the, you know, the Holy Spirit nudging Nudge me. me yep. Well, the Holy Spirit isn't known for like closing the door. A lot of times it's like turn left here. You should. But the Holy Spirit also allows you to say, you know what, I'm going to keep going straight. And a lot of times that's why when, when golfers have close relationships with their caddies and why caddies make so much money is because those caddies know their their person so well, like the Holy Spirit, that they can say, like, no, you have to, you have to use this. You have to have this kind of a shaped shot. I, you know, I walk the green. We have to put it in the back left corner. I know you want to hit it right in the middle, but we've got to go this other, so much there. That's such a, a Holy Spirit type attitude of, like, you know, you're, you're your own person, but let me tell you, I know what's right. And, you, you know, you need to learn, listen to me, so. Yeah, and... It's it's awesome because as Christ followers and people who play golf, like we we can definitely understand and resonate with that. There's so many times where I'm about to make a decision on my own and you just said it, like the Holy Spirit nudged me or I feel like, you know what? The Holy Spirit is saying, don't say that. Say this other thing. Not right now. Do that later. Go over here. Say this to this person. So it's such a great such a great analogy um, for us as golfers because we we know what that's like. We don't, we're not professional golfers, so we don't have caddies. But there are times when we're playing with friends, and we're like, look, man, 
you've been hitting you've been hitting three wood off the tee great all day. Don't don't just hit three wood off the tee. Yeah. You're like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. So so it's just one of those things where we could definitely resonate with. Um, and the last thing we talked about was the importance of fundamentals being more important than equipment. Mm-hmm. If you don't know much about golf or golfers, golfers are enamored with their equipment. Oh Every gosh. year, equipment makers are coming out with something that's going to help our golf game be better. The, the get longer yards, hit it straighter, um, be able to make more putts. This golf ball can fly further and fly straighter and fly lower. And land softly. And land softer, <laughs> yes. You know, these, this, even now do apparel. Like, you know, these shoes will keep you grounded you won't slip like golf golf equipment makers they're selling us on the fact that this piece of equipment will significantly help your golf game Mm -hmm. but what you've learned what you learned over time is you can have equipment for days if you don't have the fundamentals of the game you're still you're never going to be better than you are yeah and like the old analogy is like like would you rather have uh you know we use tiger woods would you rather have tiger woods swing or tiger woods equipment because you can buy his equipment if you got enough money you can buy the exact bag he, he uses. You can buy the exact driver, the exact irons, the exact putter. Um, that's what's kind of cool about golf is that, like, I can't, I, I can't be Tom Brady. Like, I, can't, I mean, I could buy a helmet, but I look like an idiot. But I could buy Brooks Kepka's irons. Yeah. And we're using the same equipment, so I'm kind of like, I mean, he's going to use it a lot better than me. So, but it's the idea that, um, you know, really with golf. You can have all of it and still be a bad golfer if you don't have what we've all talked about, the practice and everything. Similar to in the spiritual walk, you know, if you don't have good fundamentals, if you're not in the Word, like, you know, you could have all the books and the concordances and the the latest, you know, Francis Chan or, you know, or, uh, you know, Matt Chandler book or whatever is everybody's talking about. Um, you can have all that in your bookshelf, but you never crack it open. You don't have consistency in the Word. Uh, and that just gathers dust that's going to do nothing for your game, your spiritual game. And so you'd be surprised with people that have the old tattered Bible that are in the Bible every day, in the Word. It's kind of like you see the old man in the golf course, and he's got jean shorts and work boots and a T-shirt on, and he's carrying his bag. You're like, oh, gosh, this guy's going to be terrible. Yeah, but every and, every shot's right down the middle, yeah. 180 yards. <laughs> and then you see the next guy who's six foot four. And he's got the, you know, he's got the golf pants. He's got the look. He's got the shiny belt. He's got the, you know, Air Max golf shoes. He's got the big bag, and and he's he's slicing the ball in the woods every 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 shot, or you know, just is not a very skilled golfer. But man, it's the old look. You know what he looks like coming off the bus. Like, you know, Dick Vitale used to call it the all airport team. Like. <laughs> you, know, you, you know the guys that would come off the off the airplane and be six foot ten and strong. Like that guy's good. And then you get to the game and he can't get off the bench. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are you trying to say, dude? I play with Air Max golf shoes. I love those <laughs> things. So, um, but no, seriously, like you, you know this. Like you, you go on the range and you can tell. Like there's guys who try to like shoulder up to you, and the first thing they do is they look in your bag. They're like, what are you playing with? What's your driver like? What part do you have? What irons do you have? What grips do you have? What ball do you play with? And you're like, uh, okay. And then you see them warm up on the tee box, and you're like, uh, it don't matter what you're playing with, yeah. bro. You got to work on that swing. Yeah. So it's the same thing in your Christian walk. Sometimes, especially new believers, especially people who 
are academic in nature or, you know, maybe argumentative or logical thinkers and they want to dive right into the hard stuff. Like, you know, they want to argue these things about about faith. And we're like, you know what? How about we start in the Gospels? How about we start with understanding the person of Christ, understanding the walk that Jesus took, understanding his life, understanding why he came and why he did what he did. And then we'll kind of move on to some of these other things. So the fundamentals of reading scripture, applying it, praying, spending time with other people who do the same thing so that we could learn and gain from them. And like you said, yes, it's important to have some supplemental equipment like authors and other pastors and other spiritual leaders, and maybe even a study Bible or a concordance or two or Strong's concordance. Like those things are important. But if you spend so much time trying to accumulate the best equipment and accumulate books from the best authors, but we don't have the fundamentals, we're not doing the things to get us to the place where we can learn and grow. It doesn't matter. You can have the best equipment, but if you don't have the swing, you're not going to have a good game. Yeah, because the value is in the work, not yes. the equipment. And that's, you know, there's so much sometimes where it's like, even in, you know, other facets of business uh, where you're like, man, if I just had, you know, and I, I'm going to I'm gonna tell a quick story here. Um, I don't think I've told it on this podcast. You know, a lot of times you're like, man, if I just had these kind of leads or if I had this kind of computer or I had this kind of stuff, um, I'd just be a better loan officer. I'd be a better better worker. I, I need this stuff. And you, you know, last summer when we were on vacation, uh, something happened in the market where, a lot of people could be uh, improved by uh, a refinance. And I was on vacation. I was in, uh, in my parents' house in Myrtle Beach. And you know, I had a laptop, but I didn't have anything else. We actually didn't even have paper. So I took a, pla- a, a, a uh, plate, a paper plate that you get you know, from a store that, you know, whatever. And I wrote down on the paper plate all of these names and people I needed to call. And I actually went through and called all of them and um, had a lot of success and, and made a lot of money. And um, and I look back at that paper plate and I saved it and I have it actually in my office hanging because it looked like, of all the things I usually think I have in my office, I have a huge computer and big desk and all of this equipment. And all I had was a really small laptop, a Wi-Fi connection, and a paper plate. And I was able to accomplish everything I needed to do because I had the fundamentals and the swing down. And it, it, that paper plate means so much to me because it's like, I don't need everything. If I, if, I, if I just have a pen and I can write stuff down and I can use my skill, I can have success. So it gets me out of the mode of like, well, maybe I need to you know, buy this or, or buy this program. And, and it's a lot of times you don't need it. You just need to be doing the right things. So whether you love sports or the game of golf, or not, um, we hope that you could take these things and apply them and just kind of uh, see how they connect. And for us, it's just fun to talk about the things that we love. So uh, until next time, see you.